LV shoes I bring the shorty closer Just enough to fill the gun on the holster Out on the balcony, feeling on the breeze City skylines, we're puffing on some trees Cup of honey on the rocks with the soda Made back front of the building with the chauffeur And he waiting on me Got a bullet in his hands and my name in the seats No gift, baby, no thanks No chinchillas, baby, so what happened to Frank? No phone calls, transactions hand in hand Give the drugs to Rick, the money to Benny Banks Talk to crazy, he talks to me Keep my business out the streets It's the ART Welcome to the show. Today I'm joined by Benny Banks, like always. Yo, I'm here. Don't touch my head, bro. No? <laughs> Don't do that. I'll slap you. I'm crazy. And our special guest today is none other than uh, from Lives of Men. And he's giving talks everywhere now. Like I saw you on all Spotify over the place. I uh, forgot where it was. I was like, man, he's not gonna want to do my show now. Of course. <laughs> I like to wake up Jason, Jason Rosario to the show. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I good with the mic here? Or should I? Yeah, no, oh, you're, no you're perfect with the mic. There. Oh, that mic is actually very loud. Yeah, that's okay. that's pretty loud right now. So, Culture Con, Ad Color, Spotify. Um, there's one Vice. that I'm, Vice, mm. um, you were in another building, was I it mean, Google? Google, uh, what else? I mean, All over the place, yeah. 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 Oh, you were on Yahoo, you had to Yahoo. stay on Yahoo, yeah. um, there's a podcast, there's a page, you were on your own business, you Dang. What else? What's, what, you running for governor? Nah, man, That's what's next, what's next? I'm just a good person, man, I'm just trying to like live right live life the right way right you know what i mean and, and do something that i think is of value to the world and let it be what it may you know what i'm saying right. so it just so happens that you know all of the the profile building comes with that but you know really for me it's just wanting to do something that is of value for me personally first right selfishly right and, and yeah the work around manhood and masculinity but also just doing something that i could put out to the world that people find valuable and so far so far people have res- been responding to it so i can't complain Okay. okay. So you mentioned manhood masculine. Yeah. Patty's going to be coming in and out. Everybody knows that. Oh, come on, Patty. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It, no, it's not recording, Patty. Patty's in the building. And there, Patty's here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's rewind. <laughs> um, this is a live show. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, live, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> smells good. Smells good. The bourbon smells really good. I'm going to drink this. So no, you no, do your thing, bro. It's kind of cold in here, so... It's Benny's fault. It's I cold. shouldn't have had this beer and this mojito. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. Yeah. All right. Um, you were raised and born in this area. Yeah. Um, how did you get into this line of work? You know, it's uh, the, the answer to that question is a little bit long in terms of of it being twofold, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Long answer, the more esoteric kind of personal one is that my mom shout to mom who's in the She's building actually shout out to mom who's in the building mom in the buildings yeah my mom is is has been an incredible influence an incredible woman and in raising five of us by herself my wow. dad wasn't around consistently in my life in my formative years okay so in large part i had to learn how to become a man 
like a lot of us do, you know, just kind of being in the streets, mm -hmm. from other men in our right. lives, some of whom may not have always been doing the right things. Right. So I had to learn in some ways from that. And then just making a lot of mistakes, man. Like, you know, we all kind of, when we get to a certain age, we look back and we're like, man, like, I did that? Right. That was me? So I wanted to create a platform that selfishly served as kind of a, a resource for me um, as I grew into my manhood that I can then use and package and, and probably provide inspiration to other people, you know, and other young men like me. Right. So I wanted to create something that I felt I needed when I was growing up. Um, but then in a That's very dope. practical sense, you know, it was in 2016, we remember what was happening with the police shootings, right? Yeah. Right. In, in July, of fit, July 5th and July 6th, particularly, um, July 5th, Terrence Crutcher was, was murdered, and July okay. 6th, Philando Castile was murdered. Mm -hmm. right. And particularly with uh, Terrence Crutcher, there was a time where the police officer was sitting 100 feet up in the air in the helicopter, and she made an observation looking down at his body. Okay. And she said, wow, like he looks like a bad dude. And I was like, wow, so he's wow. 6'4", 220. I'm 6'4", 220. I was like, is that the way I'm viewed? So those two things kind of converged in my life, and then you know, I was in a particular place in my career that I was just like, you know, now's the time to, to create something that, for me, was more about purpose and more about legacy and more about giving the world what I thought it needed at the time. And so, you know, I launched it, and then this was pre-Me Too, pre-Trump, pre-all mm -hmm. of that. Um, when all of those things happened, then I just found myself in the middle of a public discourse right. around what my masculinity looked like, and so I was just like, yo, here we are. Let's, let's run with it. Right. Pre-Me Too. So, um, yeah. nowadays, my brother and I have, have had bunch of conversations there's certain conversations that we have you know uh, we about were just, <laughs> i'm gonna get into it right now let me know so uh we're having a discussion about uh sportscasters yeah. female sportscasters oh and yeah we're trying to remember the name of one and my brother googled, this was on the train earlier this yes was on the train earlier. he googled female sportscasters and the first thing that comes up is Top top, the top thirty hottest, hottest the top female. This, the top <laughs> so you can't even have right. like a conversation as a man. Yeah. Um, I think that it it it, it um, it kind of I'm trying to find the word to say, but it kind belittles of belittles. Like, it kind of like make you second guess what you're gonna say, or or actually think what you what what you're gonna say before you say it. Mm -hmm. So um, the masculinity part of it, that, that conversation. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's completely new now because um, it's a new... You have to be a different type of man in this day and age. Well, I feel like the masculinity thing, to talk about like just masculinity right now, I think that's like... That's kind of tough because of the way that times are right now. Because Every the way it's viewed, the yeah. word is viewed itself. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, what right. does it even mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and that's, that's really right. what we're trying to get to it, yeah. the fundamental question that we're trying to get to with our like, work what is, is that? Right. what does it mean to be a man and right. then beyond that what does it mean to be a good man what does right. it mean to be a good latino man right. you know black man etc so we're we're trying to unpack all of that and that's not something that at least in our lifetime we've ever seen because right. we're we're so used to especially in our culture and latino culture to kind of subscribe to this machista culture where it's just uh, like exactly yeah. what i say um, exactly. The, the woman has to ask us permission to go to school and to go to the bathroom. Right. And so, you know, what we're talking about right now is so new, but it's also not. Right. Okay. Like it's also not in the sense that what we're really talking about is being good human beings. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think what you're referring to is that this there's this tension in society right now where yeah. men 
don't know what to do, right. don't know what to say, okay. and then in, in, in fear of doing the wrong things, they, they retreat, right. and they retrench. So they're like, you know, I'm not going to compliment her because I don't know right. if she's going to feel a certain way about it, or I'm not going to go to a, a meeting with her behind closed doors because I don't want to be sexually accused of sexual yeah. assault. Right. And I think it's just, there's a lot of nuance there we can, we can get into, I'm sure, but I just think that men in general are being compelled to look at ourselves in a real way. And examine right. what manhood is and what it's been and what we want it to be going forward. Now, I, I mean, I'm going to use sports as an analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, uh, it was a man that transitioned to a woman. She's also an MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conversation was being had on Joe Rogan's show where Joe Rogan was stating that he doesn't feel that this woman should be fighting other women because of, uh, of just science. Um, you see, I just the way, point, just the way. <laughs> so my my thing is, uh, it's it's a very thin line nowadays, and you gotta you gotta watch what you say, um, and you gotta. Well, that I feel like that's different because she has a lot of. Um, well, I don't know how that works the transition, but I feel like wouldn't she have more testosterone than. While um, she was transitioning, yes, she right. did. Um, so it's tough for somebody like that to fight a a, 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 a woman. A woman. So it, it's different. It's not really the same and thing. And it's not just the masculinity conversation. It's the transgender conversation that's going on yeah, as man. well. And also the black and Latino conversation yeah. that needs mm-hmm. to be had also. Because uh, everybody wants to have a seat at the table. Right. Um, and I think growing up, one of the great things that has happened about me too is it's made me as a man look inward and think of conversations that have been had in the past that maybe in the past you felt like they were acceptable but they really were and I think that's right. a good thing that's you know, true I think yeah. if, if that's if, that, if it makes you do that then I think that's a good thing right yeah. because what that's making you do is self reflect Right. And become self-aware of how you've shown up in your life, whether right. it's professionally or personally. And really, that's all we're asking men to do, right, is not necessarily feminize masculinity. It's about examining yourself and how you and the way you show up in the world affect other people, whether right. it's women, whether it's people of color, whether it's the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Right. That's really the, the work that we're trying to do. And, and the reason that's important is because men have been in positions of power for ages and for eons and for decades. So what still is are it, most, and still most, are. So, right. right. So how does it? What does it look like for us to say? You know what? I'm going to cede control. I'm going to cede a little bit of this power for the greater good. Okay. And what's happening is that a lot of men don't know. It's like short circuiting, right? Like yeah. they don't know what to do with that. Right. And that's what I think require. What's required in order to create a much more balanced, um, equitable society, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Does that makes sense. I hundred percent. Now, what do you say to? Because there are old-fashioned men. Yeah. That they look at it as um, feminizing masculinity. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of... Uh, for example, I know this couple in the Dominican Republic. Uh, her husband just recently passed. And he would even buy her, her intimate clothing. Wow. He would not allow them, his wife to go outside. He would... The supermarket, he would make a phone call. They would deliver the groceries to the house. So now that the man has passed away, she's a woman in her 60s, and she's got to figure out how to be a woman and how to... That's how deep masculinity in our culture is. And men like that, 
Well, she um, needs to learn how to like take care of herself and do stuff. Yeah, that do things for herself. Was, but right. she's she comes from this old school mentality where that's what the man has to provide. Yeah. I just have to maintain the household and raise the kids. Right. Which the most important job ever is being a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not stressed enough. But I think we do live in an age where women can have a career and still be a mother. Yeah, and I right. think that's the beauty of the... I, I don't want to say it's post-Me Too because we're very much in Me Too. Still, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I think the beauty of it is that what Me Too gave us was an opportunity. It's a gift that I think women gave us. right? Um, for men to have the opportunity to look in the mirror and say, you know what, maybe this is not... This is not... What I the way I want to live my life. This isn't a, 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 a characteristic that I think I'm, I'm proud of, right? So how do I look at that? And how yeah. do I change that? What do I need to do? Right. So that to me is completely different than what most men are looking at me too as, which is a, an indictment, right? Yeah, They're looking at it as almost right. like you know it's a backlash. Oh my God, we're under attack, and it's like no. First of all, you need to be held accountable, right? Yes. Right, and so if me too did that, then good check, right? It did yeah. its job. But I think what the most important thing that's missing is that it gave us an opportunity to have this conversation. Yeah. You know. Let me let me also ask you all a question real quick. I don't, I don't want to turn it no, around. No, but, no, go ahead. Um, because I, I want to make it relevant to how deep this goes, right? So a lot of us, we all live in New York City. Yeah. And we all take the subway. Right. Did you guys notice the last time you checked the subway, you took the subway, that all of the directions that you get, Stand clear the closing doors, etc. Are from a men's voice. It's yeah. a male voice, yeah. and then the suggestions. If you see something, say something. Is all from a female voice. Have you noticed that? I did, I did not, not notice, notice that, that until you just said it. So why? And now it's bothering me. Why is that important? And that's important <laughs> because that's how deep it goes in terms of how we genderize things. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a study done that Shit. you know when when you when you're talking about direction and things like that. Yeah. Respond to a man's voice of like sternness, right? But that's how deep it goes, right? So how do we uncover all of that? Because it's so ingrained in our psyche that even our technology is exhibiting that behavior. Right. I mean, this is from the caveman ages, right? This way of thinking, this way of life. Yeah. So it's not gonna happen overnight. No, totally. And oh, I honestly definitely feel not. like we've had our chance. You know, men, yeah, men ruled or whatever. But men did a lot of fucked up shit that women wouldn't do. Absolutely. So it gives us... And and behind, I truly believe that behind each man is always a great woman. Whether it be your wife, your I would mom, say, your grandmother. I would, say, I would say in front of, sometimes beside. Right. Exactly. Not necessarily behind. Behind. Right. But the <laughs> Even that Yeah, Yo, you got to stop, bro. I don't... Yo, I don't like the way I you speak. Know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. We got... <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble because we're about to save you, bro. We're about to save you, homie. The, the right. phrase doesn't just go significant no, yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was raised by my mother and a bunch of aunts. So oh, I yes. Six aunts and a mom. Thanks. So I had to learn how to be a man from my mother. Um, she does have three uncles. Three, she had four brothers, three of them who have an old fashioned way of thinking and right. never gave the greatest advice. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I knew I had to. They never gave me any valuable advice. advice. Let's keep it. If it's not, eh, let's trash it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in our culture, it's it's not really frowned upon for a man to have multiple families, and that's actually celebrated. Yes, right. it's like, oh, you're Which, a man. Like, right. You flip it the other way around, and it's a woman that has multiple. Then, oh my god. Yeah. She's got she got two guys with four kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. 
So it, 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 even those things, yeah, they start to turn. I mean, but good things have happened. Yeah. Um, you guys got me thinking now, man. Well, you got, Especially you got this five guy. wives. You got to no. no, <laughs> yeah. at least, at least. Um, Hollywood is taking a different look um, at how they, who's in power, who's in charge. Um, I hope that also falls for blacks and Latinos, not just women. I think that, not that we were in the same page, but we were viewed the same. Um, so I hope for future things continue to balance out, because the balance was really... Have you ever gotten any backlash, like, from women or feminists? Like, oh, he's talking about masculinity only, and, like, what about... Yeah, that's a good question. That's a great question, yeah. um, especially with Me Too. Right. So I'm very vocal about Me Too and what it's done and what it has the power to do. Yeah. And I do think that the Me Too movement has failed in one critical area, and that is to create a dialogue about what restorative justice looks like. What does okay. forgiveness look like? Right. And there have been women, and I fully understand this, right? Because I'm speaking from a position of privilege as a man uh-huh. that feel like, nah, y'all gotta sit, y'all gotta take this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all have so take your medicine type of thing. Right. Um, but I think that's that's just not constructive in my opinion. You okay. know, when you're constantly like put pointing a finger at men and saying, you know, you guys have done this and you've heard us and, and blah, 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 and attacking men from that standpoint. Right. Not that all women do that. I'm just saying. No, no, speaking, yeah, of course. I think you're missing an opportunity to have a, a more constructive dialogue around education right. and educating men about what is the right thing to do. Right. And, and then also forgiveness. But I also understand that a lot of women that feel so passionate about it might have been victims themselves. Right. So I want to be really careful about what I say because, you know, I don't want to, as a man, right, I, I know that there are things and experiences that I'll never experience. Right. So I have to be mindful of that. But I also think that there's something missing about that. So There's room know, for dialogue. That there's room for dialogue. Added. And you were talking about it yeah. before. Like, you, you want to be right in the middle, right? right? Like, too far right, too far left is... Is not productive, right? But right. somewhere in the middle where you can see people's perspectives and then react to that, I think is, is healthy. 100%. So, yeah, I, so absolutely. I've gotten some, some feedback from, from women who have been victims in some right. cases. And I'm just like, look, I don't want to steamroll over your experience, but I do think that it, Me Too has, the conversation around Me Too has been, what, two years, three years now? Right. And so at what point do we start to move that in a more constructive way right. um, as opposed to feeling like, you know, men are under attack? Right. And and a lot of men feel like they're under attack. Yeah. So I you're mean, just trying to like I you're agreeing, yes, we have been shit mm-hmm. and we've been terrible for this amount of years. So how do we move on? How do we move forward? How do we change the way that we're thinking? Like how do we teach the youth and the the men growing up how do we break the cycle? Yeah, how yeah. do we break that really cycle, cycle and the yeah. way of thinking? Yeah. So I, I that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I just, I just feel that with anything in life, you said word balance. I think balance is a word that not a lot of people concentrate or think about. Everything in life is balance. If you drink too much alcohol, you lose too much, and you do too much of anything, it's bad for you. Yeah. You have a nice balance, and you're able to have a healthy conversation with someone. Uh, you could disagree. You could agree to disagree sometimes. Um, but the middle, that's what I've, I've been saying this actually to Louis Tapia. Mm. He's like, what does the middle look like, Rick? And I tried to explain that to him. 
the middle to me is key. I feel like if we get to the middle somewhere, we're able to sit at a table finally and have a conversation about all these issues. Yeah. The challenge is finding where that middle is. Exactly. You know, I think that's the problem is we don't know right. where the middle is. And we're living in a society now where on one side you have our political leaders talking about building walls. Right. And, and which by definition is not constructive, which is by definition not collaborative. So right. how do we have a conversation that's capacious enough to, you know, allow room to, to talk, right, and to create and to and to elevate thinking and challenge each other? Right. Um, it needs to be roomy enough to be able to create that. And you have the reason why those things happen is you have uh, this cancel culture also. Cancel culture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that that's one of the most ridiculous things ever. I think as human beings, we're allowed to make mistakes. Mistakes do happen. Um now you do have to own up to your mistakes and realize that you made a mistake and get to that point. There's some but, people who but don't. Rick, it's it's also like I'm allowed to like Kanye's music if I like Kanye's music. music. I don't right. have to like his politics, yeah. right. but I can like his music right. and I like his his art. And I know that we live in a world where all of those things are blurred. But I think if I were to tell you, if you were to say, you know, in our group chat, "Yo, fuck Kanye," mm-hmm. and I tell you, "Well, I like." Jesus is king. Like, you yeah. probably cancel me. Be like, yo, you probably make a judgment on my entire life, right? Regardless of whatever it is that you know our relationship is based on. But that's the, that's what I think you're talking about. Is that there's no nuance no. to yeah. that conversation. It's like, uh, let's say, Roman. shout to Kanye. By the way, I don't, you know, <laughs> you don't hate. We don't he's, not. He's hate. actually the best example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because how do you separate the man from the art? Yeah. Um, it's tough. It, it's it, tough. It, it's tough for some people, but. I, I've i been a fan of his music for a long time, so when the music dropped, I did listen to it. Now, did I like it or didn't like it? I like I put my opinions based on his work, not on his beliefs. So it, it's hard sometimes to separate the man from the art, or should I say woman from the art as well. Um, Roman Pulaski, famous director. He made a lot of mistakes, not allowed to come back to this country. But there's people who are like diehard fans of Roman. Wait, Polanski. who's Roman Polanski? Uh, he was. A, he's a Hollywood director who. What is he? Just, just tell me the movies. Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary, Never uh, seen it. This, Who's next? <laughs> Roman. I think he did Ronan. Ronan. He, he's done no. a lot of movies. What else? Oh God. Erica, can you look it up? Google. Yes, and whenever, whenever you find it, just shout it out, and I'll, I'll tell you if I'm impressed with him. So it, it, it's difficult sometimes for people to see that. I think to cancel somebody off of what you just said, yeah, their whole being, like this guy, does not exist anymore just because of that. Yeah, uh, is kind of short-minded. To me. It's it's lazy, right? You know, you, you just what you're telling me is that you're not engaged. You're not interested in engaging in a dialogue that could potentially prove you wrong. A hundred percent. That's what that. Means. That's that's exactly what. It Have is. you ever gone to like uh, high schools and middle schools and talked about this? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's where it needs to start. You know. Yeah. So one of the pieces about going back to my work is um, I'm a I'm a Department of Education vendor, and so okay. what I've done was create along with Louis Tapia. We created a curriculum that we've partnered with New York City high schools to deliver with the young men and the young boys population. Right. So, because I think when we're talking about these things, and you, you alluded to it, where how do you teach an old man new tricks? Yeah. Okay. But if we can't do that, then at least we can change the future by starting yeah. to have right. a conversation early. So we started to do that with these young men, and it's been really, really powerful, man. Like, one of the things that I'm surprised about is that the more we talk about 
these conversations with them, right. the more they engage, like the more they understand. Yeah. Excuse me. The more, the more they understand. So we tend to underestimate what they're able to to articulate or yeah. understand or, or understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, because we think that. I mean, we've all been there, right? We were all teenage boys in New York City, right? right. We were like, oh, you know, I know everything there is to know about the world, right? right. Don't talk to me about anything. And at the side of that... As I'm adult, from New York attitude. Yeah, yeah, you know, and at the side of that, we tend to like, oh, shit. We, we as adults, get intimidated when we're talk, talking to a kid that has that attitude. Yeah. Um, but what you have to pierce through is it, an armor that... That's protective armor. Right? Yeah. Like, they're dealing with a lot on a daily basis. So, like we did. Right. So you have to pierce through that armor and be like, nah, I get what you're saying. You're trying to, you know, protect yourself. But here is something that I want you to consider that might save your life one day. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. It's, um, I've been in those shoes where I'm educating um, men that are, young men that are in high school. Mm-hmm. They are at a point in their lives where they feel like they, they, they know it all. They got like, right. down pat. They know it. Um, and when they see someone from the similar background trying to, uh, Give them a couple gems, a couple jewels. They they tend to like, nah, I don't need to. Right. Stop trying to preach to me. Yeah. You know, um, it takes a while to break through that. But right. once you do, I still have some of those young guys from PAL that when they see me in the street, they're appreciative. They'd be like, Yo, thank you, right. 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 right? They don't understand it at the moment, but they will later yeah. on. In life. Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of a lot of kids from these neighborhoods around here, they. Well, they're usually their dads aren't around, and the person that they look up to are like the drug dealers on the block, and the because they got the cars, they got the chicks. Yeah, the image. So yeah, they get married to the image. Exactly. So like that's what they look up to. So they're like they start doing that at a at a young age, and I feel like what you're doing, you're trying to show them a different way, and I feel like that's that's what they really need. Yeah, well, you know? Something that should have been around for. Yeah. Years. Well, you know, time, time and place for everything, right? I think we're all doing that in our own right, you know? I think now is the best time to start this, though, you know? Because of the meeting. Well, you want to well, apply? I, <laughs> I got well he, said, he said he was looking for, like, <laughs> I'm down. Um, It's, it's always, it's a, it's, you say selfishly, but it's not, it, it really makes you feel great when you do things like that. Absolutely. You go home. That's why he says selfishly. Yeah. Um, and it's a high that you won't get anywhere Listen, else. Listen, man. I get one of the most common questions that I get is, Jason, why'd you leave a two hundred thousand dollar a year job? Mm. You're traveling the world. Yeah. You've lived. You're living this lifestyle. I used to live in Switzerland and just chill, travel. You know, my friends would be like, "What are you doing on a weekend?" I'm like, "I'll take the train to Paris." Like some. You know, right. super, like, pretentious shit like that. Okay, I want to hear about that. You know? <laughs> right. okay. You know, but that was the life right. that I was living. Okay. And, and, you know, and I don't say that with any ego. I'm just saying that that was reality. And when people ask me, why do, why do you walk away from that, right? Because that's, for all intents and purposes in our community, that's like, check, check, check. Right, You're right, successful. right. Like, you made it. Um, and I left because you get to a point in your life where money isn't everything. And okay. and, and, and it's like, yes, it's, it's what Kanye said. Speaking of Kanye, it's like, money isn't everything, but not having it is. Right. Um, for me, it was just like, yes, I've lived this life, but what? If, how am I leaving the world in a better place than I found it? 
Those questions right. arise in your mind yeah, when you man. get to that point. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just take a, sh- a leap. I could always come back and get a job. Like that was, you know, I got an MBA, so I I have right. a floor on my career in terms of I'm not gonna go work at McDonald's. Shout out to McDonald's, but Shout I'm not gonna McDonald's. work at McDonald's. You know, at the at the cashier, right? Yeah. Like I can get Shout a out. decent job if I ever wanted to come back. But for me, it was just like, yo, how do I create something that outlives me, that makes one person's life better, and that for me is better than. It means more than any amount of money that I'm making right now. So, you know, yeah, now I'm, 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 I've sacrificed the money and the lifestyle, but what I've gained in return is a level of freedom that I would, I would protect with my life, man. Like the, the freedom that I have to right. think on my, on my own, to nope. move the way I want to move, to do the things that I want to do. It's just like, yo, and, and then change people's lives at the same right. time. I'm like, that's the dream. It's a win-win. Damn. It's a dream. We had Steve Lucen on the show, and he spoke about that, leaving a, a nice, cushy job to pursue what he actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he started the uh, Support Creativity um, NPO. Um, a lot of our guests come from that point where, what am I doing with my life? What's going to happen when I'm not here? Yeah. yeah, I have this money, I have this, I have that, but you don't feel a little empty. Right, what's you next? You're, you're not, not leaving. You're the not world changing anything, right? Yeah, exactly. So you're um, not changing anyone's life. Right. You're just working check to check. You know what? You know what got me. Though? <laughs> Are you reevaluating your life right now? <laughs> you know, one of the things that I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about, man, and I don't know, maybe it's because I was getting older and I was like, yo, thinking a lot about my mortality. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if I were to die today? What would people say? Oof. Right? Like at my funeral, like what would they say? When they're reading, the, you know, they call people, you know, if you know Jason, if you want to say a word, come up. Right. Like, what would they say? And he was and a nice guy. guy. He made me laugh. You know, but you want more than that. And he dressed well. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Right? Oh, well, that dressing well was important. For, well, no. for me, that's important. He like, had to throw that well in. At my funeral, yo. He had to throw that. <laughs> yo, if y'all don't say he dresses well, I will, your, I yo. will like, rape. <laughs> He's coming would, up like what? I would raise up. But, Y'all better come back in here. But no, but for real, like that for me was a big thing. And um, you know, I have a daughter. I have a 17 year old daughter yeah. who's a, in college now. And you know, part of the reason why I do what I do and decided to go to business school at the age that I did was because I wanted to show her by example that there's no excuse for her. Right. Like I did it, you know. And I have business school debt. I have you to take care of. I have my family. I have all all these things. Right. And so. I wanted to just kind of model that behavior for her, and and I wanted to think about what I would I was going to be remembered by, you know. That's awesome. So you, you mentioned I think twenty seven, twenty eight is the age where some questions start going into your yeah. mind. Mm. Do you know Saturn's return? No, it's around twenty seven to twenty eight. I don't know if y'all want to get into all astrology. Well, well, what, what, is, what is that? Wait, what is that? We were th- are we leaving? Uh, weren't we talking about that the other yes, time? Yes, we did with Lewis. Yeah. Um, of course, Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde. Did he bring his crystals and like he did? He set up a whole thing. No, no. he didn't. He didn't. He should have though. That would have been. I have dope. a co-worker. <laughs> I have a co-worker at work, and he's got the crystals on his desk. Yeah. So to mess with Lewis, oh, he actually comes to see the show. So you, the guy was wearing the crystal. Lou was like, "You know your stuff, man." So I sent Lou a picture like, "Lou, what are these crystals?" To see if you know for real. Right. And Hit me up, boom, that's this, that's that, right, that's, right, this, right. that's that, that's that. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's great. What are the options? I, I got uh, the pattern. Mm-hmm. It's a nice read every morning. You get that little message. Yeah. And uh, Cosar, the 
Co-star. Co-star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are the two apps that, I, you know, Lewis and Daniel have put me on to. Um, it's a good perspective from the outside point of view. What? It's not, my brother's a skeptic on this. Nah, He's crazy like, skeptic. If you were born on June 12th, everybody that's born on June 12th. That's the thing like that bothers you. me. That's the thing that bothers me. But so I, I if see. you're, you're born on June 12th, right? Yeah. So if you're born on June 12th, everybody that's born on June 12th is having the same problems at the same time. But like you're going through the same shit. It has to do with <laughs> like, more than that. Yeah. So, so first of all, let me just say this. Like, I'm proud of you for even admitting that on yeah. camera and to people that you don't even know. Like, the, the, the fact that you have a spiritual practice, yeah. that, you, that you subscribe to something that's bigger than you that isn't tangible, right? Like, that's not something men do. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, what are you talking about? Like, I, my religion is the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, so, so I think... Not anymore. Huge. And I think for me... Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that's huge in, in, in you know, the, the conversation around vulnerability, right? And, like, right. what it means. Because I don't care how hard you are, man. Like, we all need something to ground us. And whether that's a spiritual thing, whether it's a meditation, yoga, whatever, I think we all need that. So kudos to you for bringing I think up. every that's morning done. I learned this, you know, from Louis Tapia and a couple of... I feel like you were throwing shots at me, though, on that one. <laughs> Why well, I didn't get I, no shout-outs. I, I, I want to shout-out. I learned out. that every morning you wake up, you're going to learn something, whether it's from someone that's older than you, younger than you, a baby, um, whether it's not a person, you're going to learn something new. So you have to wake up and be uh, receptive to what's going to happen. Um, and I like to wake up, read. <clears throat> I read uh, the pattern, what it says. Um, it's it's something to keep your mind aware of what potentially go, could be going on. You know? you um, I think self-improvement is something that people should stop doing. I think if you're 70 years old, that doesn't mean you can't learn how to be a mechanic or whatever it is that you're passionate to do. You just have to be open-minded and wake up learning, knowing you're going to learn something new every day. Yeah, let me give you a quick example of someone. Uh, so my mom is a great example of that. So when okay. she was mid-40s, maybe early 50s, she decided to, she had been a radio car dispatcher for all of her career. Right? Wait, we which radio? Had, which you know, which everywhere. one? Everywhere. So, Seaman, Was she at the, car, what, the Washington? Washington? Washington. Way! Hey! Hey! So my she dad. knows all these guys by their numbers, right? <laughs> but it's like she so doesn't know everybody. Right? Like, uh-huh. like, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll never know, know each other's right? names. They'll know them by number. Right, right. Pero se me trime ya moros. Now you look at the phone. It's like five seven is calling me. Let me just. But it's so, true. so the point is, is, like she decided to leave that world yeah. um, as someone who came to this country with not a command of the English language, you know, not having the opportunities that we all have. Right. And I was like, yo, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to mm-hmm. get my bachelor's and right. I'm going to change my life. Right. And she did that at like 45, 50 years old. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's dope. So she's the epitome of like, and now she's retired and like modeling and doing all these all these things. Damn, she's a model? Yeah, yes. Yo, she looks mad young. I was about to say that. You were saying 45, 50, and I was like, nah, she's no, not 45, so she's, 50. No, she, no she's, she's, she's 60 plus. And she has done an amazing job of transforming her life. You know, so because of what you just said. So she wakes up every day and she's like, yo, I'm going to live my best life today. Right. Whatever that means, that means. And I'm right. going to learn and I'm going to grow. And that's a beautiful thing. So that's dope. Something new will always come to you. You just got to so be... Dope. Your mind has to be ready to accept. Um, 
Of course. My mom, is, she just turned 50. Uh, she's been a paralegal all her life. And she's always had a passion for writing poetry and writing books. All right. We had Manny Perez on the show. And he gave my mom the advice to write everything she wants. That's what she's been doing. So, shout out to my mom. I hope she gets, out to and, you know, I hope she gets published. And all her dreams come true. Or I'm going to publish it on her behalf. Don't worry, Mom. I got you. Taking taking your words. I'm making money. I'm going to profit off of that, Mom. No, but so. It never really is too late, so. That's a nice little one. Of course not, bro. What happened? I love Justin. So what do you say like to the to the dudes that they think masculinity is like drinking beers, like lifting weights, watching sports, getting the chicks? Like what do you say to these dudes? What do you say? What do you say to somebody like Benny that he's like, yo, I'm lifting weights, I'm in the gym, I'm getting, I'm getting chicks. I'm drinking beers. I'm watching the Knicks. He's living his, his best life. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Oh, 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 but the best is yet to come. Well, definitely. I know that there's more than this. I know. I know. So what do you, so what do you say to like? like what, what, what is your definition of masculinity? Oh, you're gonna send me up in every morning, morning when I wake up. Like, yo, this is how you gotta live your life, bro. Spirit, spirit. But no, I think I would say to those guys, I know, you know, we live in a time now where we can't just know Yeah, no, no, no. 
I would not have known for going down with the same states and my family might have come across to us, but at the same time, I'm telling my best, my best, and that's what she's going to do.